0: Welcome to our regular episode of Business Wise. This is a podcast series for entrepreneurs interested in expanding through learning and applying the management system discovered and developed by humanitarian philosopher and administrator, Mr. L. Ron Hubbard. We have an earlier podcast discussed the conditions, which are the operating states of existence and their step-by-step formulas. Just as a review, it is a datum that everything in this universe is in an operating state. That is obvious. What Mr. Hubbard discovered is that there are very definite states, and they form a scale from a very, very low condition, starting with the condition of confusion, up to a very, very high state, which he called power. And any individual, family, group, Or even mankind, and any component part of life or the physical universe, or even the spiritual universe itself, is operating in one of these conditions, and can rise higher by executing very precise steps or formulas to rise from one to the next. Conversely, a non or misapplication of these natural part of the wolf and warp of the universe steps results in a decay of condition. Have you seen any of that lately? Clearly someone or someones ain't applying their conditions formulas. But there is an abrasive formula discovered by Mr. Hubbard that can be applied through and alongside any of these conditions formulas, and he called it the affluence attainment formula. Now, let me tell you, first off, you're going to hear a lot of BS about how to attain affluence. The world seems to abound with snake oil salesmen and charlatans who are going to show you how to get rich quick. So let's get something straight. Robbing a bank is not genuinely going to put you in affluence or power, and neither will some slick, glib scheme that is not founded on the principles we are about to delve into. In my experience, such schemes usually come from the minds of those who are having difficulty assimilating and applying truthful and useful data, and thus are not able to get a genuine product through honest, ethical means. They sometimes have a gift for persuasion, however, and thus sometimes appeal to others with similar issues with learning. And then there are also those highly ethical individuals who may not have even studied any of Mr. Hubbard's works Who have attained affluence honestly through perhaps an unwitting application of the formula we are about to get into, and have even written books and done talks to share their success with others. I have a lot of respect for those individuals, but I have found that even they quite often cannot precisely define how they achieved affluence. So, following their books and direction, while this might have some efficacy, often leads to a few very deep potholes, if done without comparing what they are teaching to the fundamentals from Mr. Hubbard that we are about to go over. Truth is truth, wherever you find it. And I am sure uh, more than one listener today has had this experience of studying Mr. Hubbard's works and then revisiting the works of others and now being able to glean the truths from their words where an earlier read might have missed them, these truths are obfuscated by the abundance of questionable information that's been lumped in with it. So let's get down to the truth, the fundamentals from Mr. Hubbard, that if you follow these with discipline and care, will inevitably lead you into the condition of affluence. This is from an article from Mr. Hubbard dated 22nd of December, 1967, simply titled, Affluence attainment, and it's a very short article. So I'm going to read it to you in its entirety. Mr. Hubbard says Affluence attainment consists of one, hard work, two, in ethics, three, standard tech. Tech is short for technology. Four, doing the things that won, not new things untried as yet. Five, applying the formula of the condition one is in, L. Ron Hubbard. So, uh let's take a look at these one step at a time. The first step, of course, is one hard work. Now, we discussed work in uh, the podcast we just completed, the one right before this. It's entitled A Definition of Power. So, if you... uh haven't listened to that one yet. You might want to give it a listen after this. But work is essentially activity with a purpose, as per Mr. Hubbard from his book, Problems of Work. And if we take a look at the definition of the word hard, this isn't necessarily a, a definition from Mr. Hubbard. It's just one that I picked up here. Hard involving a great deal of effort, energy, or persistence. Fatiguing difficult. That's the definition of hard. Wow, you might ask, who needs that? That doesn't sound like a lot of fun. I don't know. Um, We should probably ask the guys who insist on climbing uh, Everest or El Capitan, ask them, uh, does it involve a great deal of effort, energy, or persistence? Is it uh, fatiguing? Is it kind of difficult? they probably say, You ain't kidding. You ever tried to climb El Capitan? That is hard. That is hard work. Well, if it's hard, why are you doing it? It sounds fatiguing. Well, who's saying fatiguing ain't fun? Who's saying difficult ain't fun? And this is kind of a hallmark on people who work hard. They're actually really into it. And it doesn't have to be a, a, a football game or a hockey game or a climbing of a mountain. Some folks just like working hard because they like the purpose. Remember, work is defined as activity with a purpose. So if you like the purpose, you're probably going to like the work and the hard work. And, and if you're really into that purpose, hard work, the harder, the better, because you're going for something you really want to go for. And this is why when individuals ask, me, you know, what, what activity should they involve themselves in to attain affluence? I generally ask them this question right off the gate right out of the gate. Well, what is your purpose? Because if they can't define their purpose, they're going to grab onto something that may very well not align with their basic purpose. And thus hard work isn't going to be a lot of fun because if they're going to attain affluence, they have to confront the fact that there's going to be hard work involved. Can't get around it. it's going to require effort, energy, persistence. It's going to be fatiguing sometimes. It's going to be difficult sometimes. And there's nothing wrong with that if you believe in that purpose. And this is why I object sometimes to people presenting ideas of how to make money just to make money because I have found very few individuals because of the circles we travel in Uh, We don't run into people who say, yeah, my basic purpose is to make a pile of money. I want to make tons and tons of money. I mean, I'm sure there could very well be people like that. They're not the people I generally hang out with or, or serve or help in any way. Though I hang out or work or serve people who are very, very, very affluent, but that affluence stems from their hard work in the direction of a basic purpose that they believe in. Now, don't forget As I went over in an earlier podcast, the basic purpose of the individual, per Mr. Hubbard, is established at a very early age. In the book, Dianetics' Original Thesis, which is a phenomenal book, by the way, recommended to all listeners, Mr. Hubbard says a child can be considered to have formed his general basic purpose in life somewhere around the age of two. He also says he will have tried to hold his main purpose throughout his life. But it will undoubtedly have been warped both by his reactive mind's experience content and by his environment. What's the reactive mind? The reactive mind for the book of basics, zero to eight, from Mr. Hubbard, a portion of a person's mind which works on a totally stimulus response basis, which is not under his volitional control, and which exerts force and the power of command over his awareness purposes, thoughts, body, and actions are on Hubbard. So if you've ever felt like something else was motivating you to do something incredibly stupid, now you know where that's coming from. It's coming from the reactive mind. So he says here, he will have tried to hold his main purpose throughout his life, but it will undoubtedly have been warped both by his reactive mind's experience, content, and by his environment. Look at, I don't know how many people tell me when I ask them, well, what's your basic purpose then? You want to do this gig? You have this opportunity? Does it align with your basic purpose? Well, I don't know. Well, what is your basic purpose? Well, I don't know. Yeah, yeah you know, all right. You know, right. You've known since you were two years old. It's just been warped, okay? Now, I could do a whole podcast on how to isolate basic purpose, but I can tell you for starters that if you want to isolate basic purpose, a good idea is to look for it and do realize that you do know it. And furthermore, you've been trying to follow it. So before you engage in execution of the affluence attainment formula, it might not be a bad idea to get a clearer idea, at least, if not a perfect idea, at least a clearer idea, of your basic purpose so that whatever activity you are now applying that affluence attainment formula towards lines up with your basic purpose. Because the first step of affluence attainment is one hard work. And if you're going to be working hard, strenuously, persistently, energetically, and continue despite the fact that things might get difficult, well, let's hope that there is an alignment with your basic purpose involved in that activity. Because that's your first step. And you will not attain true affluence without one hard work. So might as well enjoy it by having it aligned with your basic purpose. Okay, let's take a look at number two in ethics. Now, there's a lot of confusion on the subject of ethics. Again, we addressed this uh, in an earlier podcast. I believe it was a one on uh, definition of power but I'll define it for you here, from Mr. Hubbard. His book, Science of Survival, is probably the most important book with regards to your survival that you could possibly read. So this is from there, and the uh, definition goes as follows. Ethics actually consist, as we can define them now in Dianetics, of rationality toward the highest level of survival for the individual, the future race, the group, and mankind, and the other dynamics taken collectively. Now remember, a dynamic is an urge, it's a drive to survive. And it's not true that people only seek to survive to have sex. It's not true that they only seek to survive to take care of themselves personally. In actual fact, the urge to survive breaks down into eight parts. And he listed them out basically here. He says, of rationality toward the highest level of survival for the individual, the future race, the group, and mankind, and the other dynamics taken collectively. So there's four of them right there, and there's, there's four more. You can study them on your own. But suffice to say that the dynamics have more subdivisions than just survival for self or survival for sex or survival for group or whatever. They actually, there's eight parts to it if you examine it closely. And he goes on to say, ethics are reason. The highest ethic level would be long-term survival concepts with minimal destruction along any of the dynamics. Yeah, take a look at the, the most successful people you know, The most those who've attained true affluence, honestly arrived at fully enjoyed by them and their families and their friends because, like we went over earlier, a bank robber might have a lot of stuff around him. But you know, how does he treat it? Is it really his? Does he have true prosperity? I think you know the answer to that question. So we're talking about these real winners in life. And if you take a look at their lives, they are very generous. They are very benevolent. And they are free with their time in many cases, even though they're extremely busy people. They're often up to their neck in volunteer actions to help their fellow man. Uh, these are extraordinary people. It's a true privilege to meet them. And uh, one of the things you'll find as a common denominator, they're always interested in you. You know, they're not walking around super arrogant. They're always interested in the guy. I've known people like that since I was a child. And it was always interesting to me. I've, I've known people of quite some fame as a child. And it was interesting that when I was talking to them in awe, obviously, they seem to be more interested in me than i was in them so the great accomplishers of affluence in many many cases in all cases actually if you really examine it have a have a pretty ethical perspective on things ethics are in which means they're in the right pl- they're in place let's put it that way their rationality is towards all of the dynamics, or at least many of them or several of them. They're not necessarily all about their workers, but they don't ignore their workers either. They're they're looking at survival across the dynamics. So they do take care of their people, and they are interested in their people, the people that are working for them, and they're genuinely interested in their customers and the people that are being served by them, and they appreciate them, and their actions serve as many of those things at the same time as they can. And that is including their family, including themselves, even though sometimes themselves is is a little bit low on the priority list, maybe sometimes a little too low, but um, they are reasonable. They're, They're thinking rationally. They're helping all dynamics collectively as best as they can or as they know how. And that is a very important component to affluence attainment. It means that when you produce a product or a service, it's an honest product or a service. And it's a true exchange, ideally in abundance with the person that it serves, your customer or your client. Okay, step three, standard tech, which is short for technology. Let's take a look at the definition of the word standard from Mr. Hubbard, a definite level or degree of quality that is proper and adequate for a specific purpose. Whatever you're producing has to hit a standard. Your process has to hit a standard, a definite level or degree of quality. It should not be willingly, sometimes we do it this way, sometimes we do it that way. There is a standard this is how we answer our phone. It could be as simple as that. This is the protocols we're using to treat or handle certain individuals. This is the process we use when a customer comes in to get their haircut or their suit uh, fitted. And there's a standard. And a person either measures up one of the employees or whomever is involved there has to measure up to a definite level or degree of quality that is proper and adequate for a specific purpose. Here we go again with the word purpose. Does all this align with our purpose or does it have a different purpose? You know, this is what's adequate to get a fast buck. No, that's not, that's not your purpose. And I don't, I caution you against using that purpose. A purpose to make a fast buck is not a very uh, ethical purpose, but to serve another, to provide them a service or a product, and you have a process and you have a methodology and you have a degree of quality, and that is sustained. It has to be maintained. It has to be, uh, for lack of a better word, policed. I don't really like that word, but it has to be monitored. Let's put it that way. That's probably a better word, to make sure that that standard is constantly in place. And in the Hubbard Management System, you have a whole division of the organization that is devoted to that. Okay, one day we'll talk about the seven-division organizing board, but certainly there has to be some Uh, aspect of the organization that sustains that standard. Standard of what? Technology. What is technology? Again, Mr. Hubbard, the methods of application of an art or science as opposed to mere knowledge of the science or art itself. That from an article 13 September 1965. Technology is knowledge, but it's a specific category of knowledge. It's knowledge that can be applied to get a result. You could study art for 20 years, know every artist, know all the paints, know, identify any painting, but can you paint a painting? And if the answer is no, you've learned knowledge, all right, but you've never learned the technology of painting because the technology are the methods of application of an art or science as opposed to mere knowledge of the science or art itself. Everything that you deliver in an enterprise – has its own technology, whether it's the construction of an object or product or commodity which follows a certain technology, whether it's the process that you're using to serve someone, like a technology for cutting hair or styling hair or technology for fitting a suit. These things follow exact and precise ideal steps developed by some brilliant person or maybe developed by yourself. These get- a result. They get a product that is adequate for the specific purpose. So standard technology, it's a standard technology to either produce the commodity or to produce the service. And if you want to attain affluence, you need to have that step in. Number three, standard tech. Four, doing the things that one, not new things untried as yet. Oh man. Well, I don't know. See a guy in a bit of a bind, commonly they try something new. Let's try something new. I have an idea. Most of the time, if they would just do the things that had worked in the past again, they would pull out of whatever condition they're in. But They got to do something new and they tend to neglect what has worked in the past. Now, I I believe there's a couple of reasons for that. One, probably the most common reason is they don't uh, necessarily isolate what are the things that one. You should be keeping very, very careful record of the promotional actions that you're taking, the policies that you're adopting and implementing, the organizational uh, steps you're taking, the establishment steps that you are taking. Uh, A man without a memory could be called psychotic. A group organization without a memory would also be psychotic, and it would definitely. Be at effect of the randomity of the culture or civilization around it. No, you should maintain a memory. You need to have records. of These are the things that are working for us. Uh, make a record of it so that you don't forget it. Keep statistics, and at least you can look back and go, "Wow, we were doing really, we were doing really well in September." What were we doing just before September? What were we outflowing? What were we promoting? Uh, who did we have on what job that we were doing so well in September? And here we are now in December and we're struggling. Well, something got dropped out. Well, I got a great idea. I got a brand new idea. Let's go um, create this new thing. We'll have a whole new line of product and we'll just roll it out and we'll we'll make up for it. Oh, wait a second. That's something new and untried as yet. Not saying you can't do stuff like that. There is a whole methodology to that. We're not going to cover that today, but there is a correct way to start new things. But one thing in a nutshell is when you start new things, you do it on the side and you don't drop out the things that have won. And the only way you're going to be able to execute things that you know have won is if you keep some kind of a record of them, keep some kind of statistics and uh, write up some sort of a battle plan or program so that they are always available to be reviewed and you can reinstitute them to keep you going through whatever you're going through. And if you do that, uh, doing the things that one, you will sooner or later attain affluence. Step five, providing you do step five, which is applying the formula of the condition one is in. Now we haven't talked about all the formulas, we've introduced you to the danger formula, and maybe a couple of steps of another formula here and there, but bottom line is this know your conditions, formulas, and apply them. No way of getting around it. And don't be so darn impatient. If you're a normal, one of the steps of normal is not to change anything. Say, we got to change something. We got to get into affluence. Got to get into affluence. Just do your normal formula, man. You will hit affluence sooner or later. I didn't go over the whole normal formula, but you you need to know the normal formula because that's a formula preceding the affluence formula. So, When you're in danger, do the danger formula. When you're in emergency, do the emergency formula. When you're in uh, normal, do the normal formula. You know when you're in normal and you're doing your normal formula with precision. Sooner or later, you're going to hit affluences. Don't be too, too impatient about it. Just apply the formula of the condition you are in. That's the final step of affluence attainment. So these are five steps very straightforward, very easy to memorize. As a matter of fact, as long as you understand all your terms and terminology and use these steps, whatever circumstances you are in, you will find your way out of them. And in the near or not too distant future, find yourself in true affluence. Now, there's quite a bit of technology to handling affluence. It's Mr. Hubbard refers to it as the trickiest condition there is we're definitely going to have to do a podcast on affluence because I see it grossly misapplied commonly. But uh, first of all, let's get you into affluence. Okay. And uh, this is the formula to do that if you're not in it already. But if you are in affluence, I think a review of this formula is useful because even in affluence, you should be doing the affluence attainment formula. One, hard work. Two, in ethics. Three, standard tech. Four, doing the things that one, not new things untried as yet, and finally, step five, applying the formula of the condition one is in. Okay, there you go. Hope this has been useful. I'm going to clam up because I'm running long. But um, please do send us your feedback. And any questions or help that you may require, write us at info at wiseeastus.org. And uh, stay tuned for our next podcast, which will come out as a special episode uh, this coming Saturday. Thank you for listening.